Welcome, listeners, whoever they are out there, to Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. This week, we have a very special podcast for you because we're joined by a special guest, our dear friend, Alex. As always, one of us this week, Alex, is going to bring a Top 10 that the other hosts don't know about. Going to present that top 10, we're going to debate vigorously, and we're going to end with the definitive top 10. So Alex, what is this week's top 10? Alright, um, best way I can phrase it, top 10 most identifiable, identifiable facial hair in history. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yes. That is some specific phrasing. <laughs> yeah. So, so, a couple questions. Uh, the most important question, is this fictional people, non-fictional people? Um, I have included both on this. Oh dear, oh, wow. we're going to mash up. Okay, so yeah. just when I think facial hair, this is who I think of. Okay, and I guess, Kyle, I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. How much weight ought we to give to the distinctiveness of the mustache versus the distinctiveness of the person? Um, I'd also like to point out, I, I would hope that we're not limiting it to mustaches. We're not. Could, yes. was, I'm sorry, that's yes, just, yes. yeah. It um, was originally that. Yeah, I think that... I think that even if the person is very famous, if they've got just middling to uh, not great facial hair, I would, you know, someone less famous with better facial hair, I think it'll, it'll be an interesting thing to talk about yeah. as we go forward. Yeah, um, I I know you're, like, I know your line of thinking for the uh, the mustache comment, and I think most of the guys I will mention, I think most of the people I've put on here are because of the mustaches. I've included a few people with beards as well, mm-hmm. but I feel like the mustache is what makes the person more standoutable than a beard does. I would tend to agree. I think it, mustache a mustache is far more identifiable than yeah. something else, but I don't want to rule out someone with a redundant uh, yes. beard. Or, I agree. Let's just say, for example, somebody who's got, like, Mutton chops, let's say. Let's <laughs> say yeah. poor Ambolo. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember the last year, I think it was uh, during the World Series, someone sang the national anthem, and he had basically like the chin strap beard, mm-hmm. but he was completely bald. Oh. And so the chin strap, like, it had, it was a normal chin strap that went around below his chin and up to his ears, but it just kept going. So around went, the top of his went head, past his ears, past his temples, and met at the top of his head. Oh my god! So it was like an entire ring of hair about his chin, and then like over his head. So it's like a '50s movie when somebody has a toothache and they've got like that bow tied around them. That's exactly what it's like, wow. except that it wasn't a bow; it was actually hair. Wow, that's impressive. All right, <laughs> I don't think he makes the list. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Preamble aside, Alexander, <laughs> let's pop into this thing. What's number ten? All right, so. Um, before we, before I tell you the name of the person I'm about to do, I did want to make it. I wanted you guys to like understand my line of reasoning. I wanted it to be so that like their facial hair is what I remember most about them. Obviously, whatever their accomplishments as well go kind of go along with that. My number ten, at number ten, I have Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay, I like that one. Yeah, talk to us. Um, it's just uh, it's more it's it's a combination of both his mustache and his smile. Like mm. whenever I see him in movies, he's he's got the Eddie Murphy look. Like totally. it's a very distinguishable mustache and a very distinguishable smile. And I feel like the smile is only compounded by the fact that he has a great mustache. And he's very like to me, he's very distinguishable because of that. I don't know about you, Kyle, but I feel like if you were to do an Eddie Murphy mask, all you would have would be the mustache and like the top teeth. Would be all you would need. You'd be like, that's Eddie Murphy. Obviously, I would then do the voice. Yeah. And be like, that ain't no brimstone. But yeah. <laughs> I think that's the key. Yeah. he's So if I'm remembering correctly, he's got the kind of mustache where, like, the hard limits are the outside of his lips. Yep. Yeah. And it tapers, it kind of tapers up to his nose. It's a. It's not a long mustache. No. Um, but it's, oh, yeah, it's like, 
it's funny when you said that. I was like, does he always have that mustache? Yeah. Oh, he does. yeah. He really does. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like, he definitely always has that mustache. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even sure, like, old, raw Eddie Murphy or, like, Beverly Eddie. Hills Cop. Eddie yeah, Murphy. I think those guys all had, they all had a mustache. Yeah. 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 That's, that's transcended it's generations. It's, it's interesting. I think it's appropriate probably that he's on this list because, like, I don't think I ever would have thought to do Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And, like, yeah. when you say Eddie Murphy, I think of a lot of things before I think about his mustache. But... It's always there. It's consistent, and that's something we'll definitely have to talk about. Like, if someone's got a great mustache in a movie or in a yeah. period of some time, but it's not consistent, that's... Yeah. yeah. His consistency is definitely going for him, and now that you mention it, I sure as hell can see it. It's great, you, uh, great that you were talking about the consistency because originally I wanted to put Brad Pitt on this list because he's rocked a pretty cool mustache every so often. He has had a few pretty good like mustaches. In Glorious Bastards. Yeah. His yeah, mustache, and when he was Aldo, like, like Lieutenant Aldo or Colonel Aldo, like, that was sharp, but it's like, it's only there like one or two times. Yeah, I think, I think this is important. I think what you're kind of getting at is that we're not just talking like, what is a truly outstanding mustache? Because if that were the case, we can go to that annual competition where the guys twirl their beards with beeswax. Yeah, no, it's more facial than hair. That. It's kind of, it has to be a part of this person's identity. Iconic. Yeah. Almost. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you got? What's number two? Uh, number nine. nine, nine, nine. Shut up, Kyle. Next one I have is uh, Jeff Bridges. And oh. I my ra- my rationale for this is that Jeff Bridges wouldn't be Jeff Bridges without his facial hair. Like, it's just, you know, like, I wouldn't like the Big Lebowski as much if Jeff Bridges didn't have a beard or, like, look the way he did in Big Lebowski. Kyle and I have definitely been watching a film together, I don't remember which, where... A not bearded Jeff Bridges appeared. Is it Tron? Because that's the only one I. It know. could have been. There's been a few. Minutes. <laughs> it's really off-putting. It's not good. Um, I'm trying to think. Tron was all right. Oh no, he didn't oh, have no, one no, as Obadiah Tron. Stain in the Iron he Man. Did. Or he, no, he did. No, he did. No, he did. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I was just about to say, even in Iron Man, when he's bald, yeah. he still has a beard. There, I'm certain there have been cases, and he looks weird because I think a big thing about Jeff Bridges is he's sort of. I, I, he's like ageless. He's he's young or old, kind of at any time. It's not that he always looks young. It's that he can look young or old from the time he was like thirty until now when he's like seventy something. Yeah, he looks really old in Hell or High Water. Yeah, you seen True Grit? I actually haven't. Yeah, he seen True Grit. Yeah, he looks like, super no, old. That, but he's got a beard in that. I feel like it's like it's perfect for his character. But then the latest Kingsman film, he he looks younger. It's not just about how he changes the beard, but he's. I think the beard helps him seem like a, a ageless guy. In Hell or High Water, isn't it just a mustache? I believe he just has a mustache now. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, he's, yeah, he does have that weird mouth thing. Yeah. So, so here's a question: What if mm. your facial hair, like Jeff Bridges, oftentimes has the beard, but in some cases he just has a mustache? Whereas we just talked about Eddie Murphy, always, always, always has that same exact mustache. We'll talk about this later. I think that's something to take into account, like. If you have great facial hair, no matter what, and you always have some kind of facial yeah. hair, you belong on this list, but maybe someone with more identifiable and consistent type of facial hair, not just the consistency of facial hair in general. It's an interesting question. It almost seems unfair to put the many different you know, facial hair stylings of Jeff Bridges up against the one iconic Eddie Murphy mustache, but at the same time, this is our show, and we do whatever the hell we want. So we could do like the mustache of Eddie Murphy... Versus the facial hair of Jeff Bridges, well within our rights. I'm just trying. I'm thinking of a, a game I'm playing where like it's a silhouette of this person's head, Ooh. and like I'm just 
putting the facial hair on that head with no other context clues and wondering, do I know who this person is based right. on the facial hair? And the answer is definitely no with Jeff Bridges. With Jeff Bridges, it's no. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. We'll reorder later and yeah. we'll talk yeah. about it. I'm just saying, as we go forward, that's something I'm going to be thinking about. I like that. I like that, too. And so, um, number eight. This guy, Tom Selleck. Yeah. Wow. Uh, number eight seems a little yeah. low for Tom <laughs> yeah. Selleck. I um, I think I put him lower. There's a reason why I'm putting him a bit lower, and I think my next the next one will kind of delve into that a little bit. But I put Tom Selleck like definitely a very identifiable mustache, very iconic. I was talking. Well, I was explaining to someone the other day what Magnum PI. I was, was. gonna say this is the Magnum PI stash is like the stash for him. But he's but he always has yeah. it. And we were we googled Tom Selleck and. Uh, there was a picture of him without the mustache. Oh, God. And it was really, really off-putting. Um, it looks like Rufus, the naked mole rat from Kim Possible. You know what he looks like? is really, really hot. Tom Selleck? <laughs> without <laughs> the mustache? Yeah. I would really? Think it's, it's weird because it's not the mustache. He actually is kind of a... He's, I would say like probably more of a stud. He's got a very close face. He looks yeah. way younger without it. Um, which I think brings up another good point. It's not necessarily like how good it looks. It's yeah. just like... Yeah. How in, like because it was so off-putting to see him without it. Yeah. And he's got like kind of the same thing. The edge, or, like his over, his mustache doesn't overhang the edge it's of pretty his precise. mouth very much. Yeah. But it is bushy. He looks oh, like a, he looks like a street sweeper. Like this thing is it's thick. <laughs> am I, I really like that image? It might just be a personal thing for me, but like I did not watch much Magnum PI, but I've always known who Tom Selleck is. Exactly. Because, same. Because of same. 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 Mustache. Also, because you're not sixty. Yeah. I think though, I, I I understand why, since you don't know much about Tom Selleck, why you would tend to think that we should put him lower on the list. If I knew him better, the fact lower being better, you mean? Oh, sorry. No, like lower on the list, meaning like closer to ten. Oh no, I think we're thinking that should put him like better on the okay, list because that's, that's exactly that's what not I'm having right. watched Magnum PI. You see that stash, you say, "Oh, you that's the Magnum PI guy." Like, yeah. You know who else likes his mustache? One of your favorites of all time, Jennifer Aniston, who inexplicably <laughs> dates him on Friends. If you remember this, oh, what? I, did not remember that. I think it's him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she dates that. Uh, it's got to be him. Courtney. <laughs> he, he might date Courtney Cox. I don't okay, know. you're not confusing Tom Selleck. I was gonna say, you know who else loves Tom Selleck? Someone you love. My mom. My no, mom. my mom loves my Tom Selleck. <laughs> My mom's and I know your mom does. My too. mom's obsessed with blue bloods, blue bloods, and specifically Tom Selleck. And I assume, therefore, Tom Selleck's mustache. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad to know that Branson. Although it might be Courtney Cox. Who cares? <laughs> I I just want to go on record. If there's ever a bottom ten uh, shows, Friends is number one in the bottom ten. It's the worst show of all time. It sucks. No, you hate you hate How I Met Your Mother. That's worse true. I hate How I Met Your Mother worse, but right. Friends sucks. <laughs> who cares? That's so that was number eight. Yeah, that was eight. Yeah. All right, Alex, roll us into December 7th. Number 7, very similar reasoning with number 8. I put number, uh, for number 7, Burt Reynolds. Okay. So, I I don't have all that much experience with Burt Reynolds. I think the only movie I've ever seen him in is this goofy hockey movie called Mystery Alaska. Mm-hmm. He does have facial hair in that. He certainly yeah. does. He's, I, he's a bit of the old, like, older generation. Obviously, we aren't that familiar with him. But he is one of those guys where I think of, like... You know that manly must manly look because and part of it is because of the uh, the mustache. He, like I said, very similar to like how I feel about Tom Selleck, which is why I put them next to each other. Maybe I should just made, maybe I should just made it out into a combo pick. Like, no all right, I, this is a good start, and I like what you're getting at. My thing about Burt Reynolds though is I don't think it's his facial hair that's so iconic. 
it is, and he's a hero to me for this, his body hair. Because ah. of that classic, classic spread he did in Playgirl, which is what my grandmother hates Burt Reynolds. Like, the name Burt Reynolds comes up, and she will hate on him. She will tell you what a piece of trash he is, because he posed nude in Playgirl back in the day. Which is hilarious, because all she ever watches on television is trashy murder mysteries in which people are being brutalized. But for some reason, the fact that he was so, like semi-nude... She hates. At any rate, I think that for Burt Reynolds, hair is a huge component of his <laughs> lasting appeal, but it's more his body hair and how shit, cause he's in a fur blanket. If anybody's seen that shoot, it's really, it's, it's a spread of him laying on a big fur blanket being a big fur man himself. God, I wish. Yeah. Damn. It's really something. Uh, right. Is it his arm hair? He's got a lot of arm oh, hair. Oh, he's right? got, he's got yeah. all kind of hair as my concho. <laughs> I was going to say, whenever I bring out Mike Concho, your grandma never says anything. That's true. Reynolds yeah, Burt Reynolds is an issue for her. <laughs> so I, I think we're going to keep an eye on this one. I like yeah. where your head's at, but I, I think that his body here might be the more iconic piece. Okay. So that was seven? Yes, yeah. that's seven. Let's do another round of our, our new favorite segment, yeah. wherein we do the not top three. I think, oh. I think in this case, it's not necessarily like people with worst facial hair ever, it's mm-hmm. like the most identifiable bad facial hair. So like, if you can remember like someone really having really bad, bad facial, facial hair in a particular hair. movie that was like really jarring. I got one for you. Uh, an actor that I never saw before and have never seen since. So it wasn't like, I was like, oh my god, Brad Pitt with that bad mustache? No. Uh, cousin What's-His-Name from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, <laughs> or his brother, whatever. The older brother who's got... Kim. Kim, yeah, Kim. He's got the tiny little blonde mustache on his upper lip. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's even worse than Uncle Rico's mustache. Kip's is really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Kyle, and I know this is great for an audio-only medium, but you look like you've got one. What do you got? I do have one, Mike. Uh, I am currently re-watching... Not rewatching. I'm watching through for the first time The Office. And it's a very... Not a plot point, but a joke in the show. Yeah. B.J. Novak's beard as Ryan the Tenth when he yeah. comes back. <laughs> it's not actually that bad of a beard, mm-hmm. but on him, it's just the just the worst. I think it's a personality thing because he's such an utter douche to begin with, and it makes him look like so much more of a douche. I completely agree. Like they they did a good job of it because it made me really uncomfortable to watch his character in those episodes. And I'm not, we're not done with it yet. The beard is still there where I'm at. So I'm hopefully hopeful that it's gone soon. But that one sticks out to me. It's, just, it's not a good look. I got a little bit of a spoiler question for you. Uh, is, has anybody else uh, grown a beard sort of related to Ryan's? No. Well, <laughs> let's just say you're in for some more bearding. Awesome. Alex, did you have any that came to mind? Yeah, so I was just wondering, um, wanted to ask you guys, does Steve Buscemi ever have any facial hair in any of his movies? So, if I'm getting this right, I think what's happening here is you don't have a movie in mind. You're just imagining how terrible Steve Buscemi yes. would look with the beard. Yeah. And then trying to back your way into a bad Steve Buscemi beard. Is that correct? Yeah. Or, I like, because in my mind, he just... Good. Yeah. yeah. He, he looks... Yeah. You know, he just looks... I love Steve Buscemi. I think he's fun and funny to watch, but I also think he looks terrible, and that's part of the comedy. The, like, the humor in him? Oh, it, oh, no, no. That's, yeah. um, that's that is three quarters to a hundred percent of his comedy is looking at him. Yeah. Uh, although hearing him in the film Monsters, Inc. as yeah. Randall. One-eyed cretin. Yeah, at which point he doesn't have any facial hair because he is a reptile. Yeah. I think. He's a reptilian monster. Yeah, yeah. so I'm sorry. Get, correct me if I'm wrong here. He might, might have facial hair in the terrible film, uh, Chuck and Larry. 
I've not seen Jeff in a while. Oh, really? always, I always pictured him not with a beard, but with a mustache. Yeah, like, really anything he would have a mustache. Like, like Mr. Deeds, he has a scraggly goatee, but it's. I'm trying to think of his character from that movie Armageddon and how he's just completely trying to destroy the whole thing or ruin the whole thing, and he's just got like a cheeky like look on him, or he just he does it out of desperation, but he kind of goes crazy a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to remember if there's a mustache with that. Who the hell knows, but you have certainly revealed to the uh, podcast listeners your very strange obsession with Steve Buscemi, oh, yeah. because I, you do have a real obsession with him. Buscemi's he's the man. <laughs> All right. For the sake of brevity, we're going to just cut this short. So we, had, <laughs> we had Steve Buscemi's maybe facial hair, yeah. BJ Novak in the office, and... Uh, Kip, the older brother from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> That's a solid not top three. All right, so we got so far coming in number 10, Eddie Murphy. Number nine, Jeff Bridges and his many facial uh, hair stylings. Number eight, the classic Selleck mustache. Number seven, the Reynolds, Burt Reynolds mustache. Right. Let's see number six. Uh, number six, I have Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Yeah. You just can't walk around talking about how you have a big stake in diplomacy and not have that mustache to go with it. Yeah. You know, completely agree. He's the rough rider. He's the guy that went into the mountains, stayed in a cabin, Probably grew out that mustache to absurd lengths and came back and became president. Or did he do that after? I do not recall. I'm not sure the order, but I will say this. Even though Teddy Roosevelt's mustache structurally is pretty similar to Tom Selleck's, mm-hmm. I think Teddy Roosevelt gets points for the unique color of the mustache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think he gets credit because, unlike probably anyone else on this list, his mustache is immortalized in 100 feet of stone. Correct. Yeah. No, his mustache is a sort of, like, reddish, blondish color, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's big. I, I agree. That really makes him stand out. But I think more than anything, what you're saying is it carries a similarity visually to the Selleck. But when you're going to the negotiating table and you've got that damn mustache, that that is moving the wheels of justice. Like, things are happening because of that mustache. Yeah. <laughs> you need to intimidate someone. You just stare them down until they lose themselves in your mustache. Oh, yeah. No, remind me, did he ever connect the mustache to his sideburns? Mm, I don't believe I don't he did. Think so. I think you're thinking of the mailman from Jumanji. That is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a postal worker? <laughs> um... <laughs> I just want to I know. Uh, the Rock, obviously, the Rock version. Yeah. yeah. Welcome uh-huh. to the jungle. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I like Teddy Roosevelt. That's a great pick for that one. Yeah. That was, that was six. That was number six. So just number five? Yeah. yeah. So number five, I have uh, Mr. T. Oh. <laughs> and this really, what you said earlier about putting a, having a mannequin and just putting the facial hair on a mannequin, yeah. this, is, this would be the one or two in terms of doing that. I could recognize Mr. T's facial hair on just about anybody. Now, does he get a slight uh, demerit for the fact that his um, mohawk is a part of that? Oh, I you know the moment you said that, I started thinking about it. Because for me, I think of when I think of Mr. T, the first thing I think of is that I pity the fool. That is the first thing. But the second thing is the mohawk. With how exactly? Because he has the he always has the beard, right? It's like a really thin, yeah, yeah. It's a nice, nice beard. It's yeah. finely manicured. Um, yeah, I really like it. Um, you don't see... Most of the guys on this list that we've done so far have really, really, like, lengthy hair. Mm-hmm. I have an appreciation for, like, the finely, finely manicured kind of trim beard that he has. Totally. That's really nice. If he wasn't so 
damn scary. I'd love to reach up and touch it. <laughs> yeah, so I know uh, this has nothing to do with it. I'll make it quick. But Mr. T came up, so I have to mention this anecdote. As a child, <laughs> I had I had a little thing called Mr. T in your pocket uh, that my father's co-worker, one of my dear friends, uh, Nate, gave to me. And basically, when you press the buttons, it would say uh, <laughs> yes. several uh, catchphrases. Really, I pity the fool is the big one, but there's a couple other ones. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, is one of them. And so I used to click this, and one day I was clicking it, and then clicking it, and then clicking it. And then clicking it again, uh, because I am the youngest of three, I'm the baby brother, uh, and my older sister, Nicole, took it and threw it out the window, and as it was flying, it was going, oh, pity the fool, <laughs> and crashed into a tree. That's a Mr. T's story. Also turns out, my high school teacher, Mr. Pacini, who I loved, also had that thing, which was just a real connection. That was a great toy. I had yeah. my own, I think I also had a Mr. T version, and then yeah. I also had a Bart Simpson one. As well. Yeah. Like, those I, things are great. You know what would be really cool? Getting those, like, custom made for, like, people oh, we know. Get like, a Kyle? Got, get, got yeah. Kyle in your pocket? Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait, I'm actually having a bit of a brain blast. A guy at my office who I also love, a guy named Carlo, also has this thing. A Mr. T pen? Yeah, he had the Mr. T in your pocket thing. Wow. This is weird. How come you don't have one, Kyle? I was just gonna. No, like, all of my other favorite people have one of these. Seems like everyone has one of these cool Mr. T pens, and I missed out. Wow. Thanks, mom. <laughs> you spend less time watching Tom Selleck. Yeah. Than Mr. T pens. All right, so Mr. T. So what's number four, Alex? Uh, Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yosemite Sam came up on a pod we did a while back for the top ten redheads of all yes, time. Yes, uh, he sure did. One thing that we commented about Yosemite Sam at the time is that his. Entire, like, his eyeballs are yeah. ringed entirely in, like, furry red mm-hmm. hair. But his mustache is insane. Like, it, it's, it's, his, I bet his mustache span is longer than his arm span. <laughs> Absolutely. His arms are pretty short. Yeah, he's got the hat on. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that if you were to draw a straight line down from the brim of the hat, it would extend beyond that. But it's, it's funny because it's underrated because it's in the context of a full beard. The greatness of the mustache loses out somewhat to how great the whole beard is. I would say that's somewhat true. But it doesn't take away from the overall effect whatsoever. Yeah. I think when I think of 70 Sam, I think of the stash, though. Interesting. It's crazy. It's a crazy stash. You're probably right to do so. I think but, you're probably right. I would also say that just because your mustache is losing out because it's a more, because attention is being paid to something else, in this case, it doesn't affect his standing on the list, I don't think. No. Because that other thing... Is his facial hair. Exactly. It's not a mohawk. It's, I mean, his eyebrows are there, but like, this is, I'm glad that he and and Mr. T are next to each other because, like, (laughs) there's somebody saying the second most defining facial hair feature. Yeah. Hair feature is also facial. Yeah. In no way do I mean to denigrate, uh, Yosemite Sam standing on this list. He ought to be very, very high. My only point is, for me, it's not even the mustache. I think exactly what you said. He, he sort of, we see ourselves in him. We see what we want when we look at his facial hair. It's like a Rorschach test of facial hair. <laughs> and <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> that's a mustache. No, Kyle, that's a beard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure what interpretation we can do off of this. I think it just, I would say that it means like I, I lean more towards mustaches and you're more of a beard guy, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it also probably means you're nicer and more handsome than I am. I can get on board with that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's some other stuff that leads to that, but I don't know. It could be your own facial hair, which uh, for the the podcast listeners out there don't know, Kyle has got a hell of a beard. Um, He has really grown into that facial hair. It looks very nice on him. 
took a long time. It took it took a little bit. There were some rough there were some rough times in between. Patches. Oh, gross. Yeah. Uh, Alex and I do not have much in the way of facial hair, and what facial hair we do I, have does not look yeah. good. It's weird that I, I feel that it's weird that I picked this topic, given that I yeah. can't grow facial hair at all. Something. Yeah, talk about Rorschach test. <laughs> Alex's whole podcast topic choice yeah. is a bit of a Rorschach test. I want this. <laughs> I want to be these guys. Look into the podcast, and it will show you what you want most. Oh, God, it's the mirror. It's the podcast of Erised. Well, you'll get there, buddy. Yeah, you'll something going right now. I'm yeah, gonna This is, uh, this is, this is as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at any rate, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recap us back down to number four. Uh, yeah. so we've got Eddie Murphy, Jeff Bridges, Thomas Selleck, Burt Reynolds, Theodore Roosevelt, Mr. T, Yosemite Sam. All right, so now that we've gone through, all the way through number four, we're about to hit the top three. I think we're gonna try a new segment that we're kinda workshopping here. Kyle and I are going to try to guess Alex's top three. Okay, Doug, what do you got? Anything come to mind? I'm trying to think. The, a couple, one mustache that's prominent in my mind because it's just so it's so recent. I saw Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, that was one that I want. It, yeah, I, I just don't know if Alex has much in the way of knowing who Hercule Poirot is and mm-hmm. how amazing his uh, mustache is, so I don't want to guess it. I just want to add one thing to this, um, because as you know, I, I do like my dear friend Poirot. He does not have a mustache. He has mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> very important to note, at that time, what he had was not referred to as mustache. That was referred to as mustaches. I'm not sure about this. I'm going to guess that that might have something to do with different mustache styles, where kind of extending beyond would have been considered like mustache left, mustache right, but just having like a small chunk of facial hair in the middle would have been a mustache. Right. I well, think that might be the case. Well, his stash is winged. Like it's oh got, yeah, it's got like an upper level and then like a like a back level that's kind yeah. of behind it, like framing the first stash. It's mustache. Oh, it is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a wonder to behold. Yeah. I don't think it's in Alex's Yeah, probably right. not on Alex's list. I actually have one that I'm thinking of right now. Um, I'm thinking of Monsieur Gustave from, uh, from the, mm-hmm. what the hell, what's, um, Grand Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh. Uh, I'm kind of thinking of that because I know he loves our dear friend Ray Fine and I, that is a hell of a stash. And can also, in our mode, stand in for basically any guy named Garçon, or who would be referred to as Garçon, like the French waiter mustache. Yeah, kind of like um, in Batman the Animated Series, Alfred wears that kind of thin, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like out of the nostrils mustache. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, I've got another one. We'll bring it up later. <laughs> um, yeah, another one... That's pretty well known as Charlie Chaplin. He's got a pretty distinct mustache. Yeah, that could be, especially since like you know, like that medium of of art, like the visual is important. And I think like he's very distinctive for that. That's true. And if Alex were more of a Harry Potter fan, I would uh, think he might be taking. Um, his name is Bartimus Crouch. Um, um, yeah. Uh, oh, senior Barty Crouch, senior, not junior. Uh, <laughs> Very obviously. Barty Crouch Sr. has a mustache much like Charlie Chaplin's, yeah. which is weird because he, I think he also wears a bowler, doesn't he? Which is yeah. a Charlie Chaplin thing. Also, are you guys familiar with Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I know of them. Yeah. What the, see the, I think, I think it's Laurel. It <laughs> Who Hardy? has the mustache? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> no, no. Get it? 
Who's on first? The mm. okay. <laughs> one of them has a very similar mustache. God, who has the mustache? Stop. <laughs> Absolutely. Who? Absolutely. Just kind of mad I didn't think of that first. I know. I can tell you are. Um, all right. At any rate, those are our guesses. Alexander, what do you got? Hit us with number right. three. Number three, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Fools of toques. How do we not think of that? Shame on us. To be clear, one Nicholas Offerman has a big old beard when he's performing stand-up, but his most iconic role, of course, Ronald Ulysses Swanson has the stash. I'm assuming we're thinking of the Ron Swanson stash. Yeah, I'm thinking of that. Okay. Yeah, it's a very prevalent mustache in popular culture. I think it loses points for timelessness. Yeah, it's because it's recency, only been like yeah. very, very popular very recently. It'll probably go down. Yeah, see, I think it loses points possibly for realized timelessness. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a strong. I, I have a strong yeah. feeling that. Parks and Rec is going to turn out to be a show that really lives uh, a second and then a third life. I have a strong feeling about that. Completely agree. It yeah. just hasn't had the chance Totally. Yet. I think if we did this list again in 20 years, we're still talking about Nick Offerman's mustache. I think so, yeah. too. I also, I'm glad that you said fool of a took. <laughs> oh! Because we're going to have to bring that back up Yeah, again. good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. Um, Alex, you haven't watched Parks and Rec, or did you watch Parks I've and Rec? I've watched all of it. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. He's also in 21... Isn't he also in 21 Jump Street? He, he has, sure like, the same is. mustache. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. He likely had some sort of contractual obligation to, to do keep that. mustache. <laughs> Which, it's also brings up... <laughs> that guy was looking at me. Kyle, why don't you explain? <laughs> so, for those of you unfamiliar, which hopefully is everybody... Yes, hopefully none of you know what we're about to say. The movie Justice League just came out, uh, which stars Henry Cavill as Superman. And when they did reshoots for Justice League, Henry Cavill was already filming Mission Impossible 6, which required him to have a pretty nice mustache. Yeah. Um, but Warner Brothers would not let them shave the mustache to do the reshoots. And so they had to, <laughs> using computers, remove the mustache from him post-editing. Yeah. Or during editing. Post-filming. Yeah. And the results are laughable, and they're quite hilarious. Yeah, they they are just terrible. Because I'm assuming, I, I'm, I have a feeling that they reshot a lot of this movie because it is so bad. Because uh, even, I think even if I hadn't known about this going in, I would have known something was up. But knowing about this, it was it was almost unwatchable. And it was like in most scenes, so I think the, <laughs> the acting must have been so bad they reshot a lot of this. Yeah. Yeah, that was like, bad. That's an honor. Maybe that should have gone in, like, our not top three. Yeah, our like, dishonorable mentions. The invisible mustache on Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Very bad. All right, at any rate, Nick Offerman, everybody. Very good pick. Let's move on to number two. Number two is Charlie Chaplin, so, yeah. Yeah. as we mentioned. Like I said before, like, the, like, most, because most of his films were, were silent, right? Yes. Yeah. That means there's even less That's for a you great to point. associate with a particular character and why, or a particular actor, and why their body language and their physical appearance means, from a percentage perspective, more than it does with people that we associate with because yeah. there's just so much more to process there. Um, so, like, the. It's probably very intentional that he wore his mustache like that. Yeah. Just to make sure. And a lot of them were in black and white. Yeah. So, like, without color and sound. Yeah, it pops. How yeah. do you, yeah, how do you, um, like, make people recognize you? And the bowler is obviously one of them, but the mustache is another. Uh, 
I think I think we have to briefly address the elephant in the room. He's not the only person to have worn this mustache. Uh, however, I think that what we're getting at here about what is the thing that stands out, this is the thing that stands out for him. This is the Charlie Chaplin mustache. A mustache worn by a lot of people at this time. In fact, if you look back in pictures, uh, or if you follow like the Instagram or Twitter account history and pictures, a lot of people wear this mustache. Charlie Chaplin, I think you're totally right, Kyle. I think that this was one of the few access points for him to be relatable. And I think that's why, as time has gone on, actors who have a lot of different ways to connect with the audience, be it looks, sound, dancing, singing, if they can do like this multimedia approach, makes it memorable. But at this time, you had to have a look. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm really comfortable with this being so on the list. Absolutely. This, this should be. And I think there are also, I actually, if I'm remembering correctly, there are like bumper stickers or something where you can get like the silhouette of the hat and, and the mustache. Yeah, and it's, no, right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that quite a bit. Which is, I think, yeah. exactly the test you had mentioned earlier. You see that in your Charlie Chaplin. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The, literally a silhouette test. Yeah. That people are counting on you to understand, so. Précis small. That means precisely in French. I know French. Okay. Um, like three words. Précisement and voulez-vous coucher avec moi. I think that means do you want to go to bed with me? That that was more than three words. (laughs) I know like six words. (laughs) (laughs) Oui, oui. Yeah, at any rate, Alexander, number one. Number one. Uh, Very relative, you know, I would say a relatively unknown guy to the general populace. Okay, all right. But if you saw it, then that's all you would remember about him. Sam Elliott. Yeah. So this is the cowboy from the Big Lebowski slash other Ron Dunn from <laughs> oh Parks and Rec. You're totally right. That is the most identifiable mustache that I've ever seen in my life. And like I don't really know much about this guy. In fact, sometimes I don't even pay attention to what he's saying. Because it doesn't even look like his mouth is moving because his mustache is so big it covers his whole mouth. Yeah. But, like, when he does talk, I listen. <laughs> so I think the thing about Sam Elliott is that he actually stands as a useful avatar for, like, an entire lost world of cowboy mustaches. Yeah. Which I think I would feel comfortable having him basically stand for both fictional and real-life cowboys. Cowboy like, he is the cowboy mustache, and he is the embodiment of yeah, it. Yeah, there are a lot of good cowboy mustaches. Totally. There are a lot of good... Western Kurt movies. Russell as Wyatt Earp in Tombstone or has an incredible one. Also, Kurt Russell in th- April 8th. I think, yeah. I think what separates him, why I put him as number one, is that everyone else on this list could still be the person that they are without their facial hair. Great Eddie Murphy point. is still funny without his facial hair. Uh, Charlie Chaplin is probably still funny without his facial hair. I, I agree with what you're saying that his mustache made him relatable, but he was just so good at physical comedy and everything yeah. else that I don't think that, that you know... The mustache is very important, but it's not, it's not as important to him as the mustache to Sam Elliott. Like, I don't think Sam Elliott would be anybody if without, if not for his mustache. So basically, um, you, you did a whole podcast just to insult Sam Elliott. This entire purpose was yes. to insult his to, abilities as an actor and to praise that mustache. Yes, entirely. <laughs> I it's also want to I want to note that the movie I just referenced Tombstone in which Kurt Russell has a hell of a, a oh, yeah. facial hair Sam Elliott is in that movie. Oh wow. Uh I believe he's I think he stars as Wyatt Earp's brother um and has great facial hair. Just, just a little side note. I I really like this uh as number 1. I don't know. I'm interested to see if he can stay there because I think we're putting a lot of weight behind him with like the entire history of cowboy facial hair. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I, maybe I'm saying that more from my heart than my head. 
I, I like the pick, and I think hopefully we keep it on here. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to have. If you're just looking at that mustache, yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing, beautiful mustache. I think the fact that like I really like this character and a lot of things I've seen, but still didn't know who the actor was. That's fair. The name that, but that's kind of, of a thing, though. The name of the game is most identifiable facial hair. Is the, so? Are, I guess the question is like: Are we identifying this facial hair with a specific person, or do we just know like this facial hair is from this? I don't know. I like, think it's fair to I say a person probably has to be someone involved. The person matters because if it does, then like Teddy Roosevelt's probably number one, right? Because like he's the most famous person. On this I kind of used. I kind of used like yeah. I kind of used a bit of both yeah. when I was making this list, but I think just like the fact that you probably you didn't know Sam Elliott's name. But you knew his mustache. Yeah. That, that tells me that that should be It almost speaks one. more strongly yeah. for him. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I also want to note, he is the voice uh, who says Coors, the banquet beer. So I do think this no is... No wonder we love Coors so much. Correct. <laughs> so this one thing I want to say about him is, we're talking about, like, if there are sort of two pillars that hold somebody's fame up, or their, how memorable they are, if we've got Mr. T with the facial hair and the mohawk, it kind of pulls some points away from him. I think Sam Elliott loses potentially a little bit because his voice is so golden. Because that's a big... When he says sarsaparilla in Big Lebowski, like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) You almost almost don't need the mustache. That opening monologue of Big Lebowski is him putting him in contention for one of the laziest men in the world. (laughs) So I think that's also worth considering. Interesting. Alright. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um... Okay, Alex, did you have any honorable mentions or, like, what were 11 through 13 for you? Um, some honorable mentions would have been, uh, I, I was trying to think of a few others. Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant. He, he, yeah. I wanted to, he's on my list. Yeah. Ulysses S. Grant has an incredible bit of facial hair. Worth noting, not very creative. His facial hair is not very creative, but holy cow, it's great and it's very, very much a part of him. This one just hit me and I'm, I'm ashamed that I didn't put this one on earlier. Danny Trejo. Oh, Eddie Trejo. Oh my goodness. Like, fuck, what? What did I not think of him until now? Yeah, and you love Danny Trejo. I like Danny Trejo a lot. Because you are a human being, you do love Danny That's Trejo. That's a really good point. For those who don't know, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there are a decent number of people that know who he is, but just don't know his They don't know he's Trejo. Danny Trejo, yeah. Machete. Yeah, machete, or even more popularly known. The uncle and Spy Kids. Yeah. That is possible. Also, for some of our <laughs> older people, you may know him as the guy who gets brutally, brutally beaten in heat, and then mercy killed uh, by Robert De Niro's <laughs> Neil, when he's just like, he's like, <laughs> through layers of just beaten face. Uh, so that's Danny Trejo. Mm, yeah. He does have a killer mustache. He does have a great What's cool about him is that he always, always, always has an amazing layer of stubble underneath the mustache. Yeah. That's a really good point. <laughs> so, uh, he, he actually, I want to bring this to sort of a dishonorable mention. So Danny Trejo has exactly the facial hair that Eli Wallach, the actor who portrays, uh, the antagonist from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is trying to get. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. he's a, he's a really racist 1960s portrayal of, of a guy from Mexico. <laughs> and he's not Mexican and he has like a mustache and then he has stubble underneath it and that's sort of what they're going for. Danny Trejo actually has that and it looks damn good on him. It's a really good mustache. I, 
I like him. I think we might have to. Yeah, I think Danny Trejo deserves a spot. Also worth noting, while he would be memorable otherwise. He'd also be really hard to look at otherwise. Yeah. The good thing for him is that that mustache just distracts from a lot of his other features. He's got a face he's for been, facial hair. Yeah. He's been in prison. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, he actually... I want to just note this because we need to redeem Danny Trejo. Hell of a guy. He does a lot, a lot of work with kids. I think in, I think he's from L.A., I want to say, um, who are on the wrong path. And he, he talks from experience about going down the wrong path. And he's a really cool dude. Cool guy. All right. Big fan. Glad to hear that. Yeah, me, me too. I have a, a, a small list of honorable mentions. I would like to like r- roll some of them. Off. You just want to say them, but they're not going to be on the list, kind of thing. We'll see. I think okay. some of these All right. are, are so two from the video game universe. Oh yes, one of course is yeah. Mario. Yeah. Oh, and I know the other dang. Be. Do you? I think I do. Oh. The second is Dr. Robotnik from oh, Sonic. That is not what I thought it was going to be. Oh, crazy, yeah. Like, like, exactly. mustache. That is that, a good like, one. extends like three feet past his head on either side. Isn't there somebody named Ganondorf who's got a hell of a mustache, too? Ganondorf usually goes clean-shaven. Yeah, I don't it, think Who's the guy? For, isn't there a guy who's in, uh, who's sort of like egg-shaped, who has a crazy mustache? He's like a house on stilts, really long, skinny oh. legs, a fat upper body, and then a crazy mustache. Doctor Eggman. Yeah, Doctor Robotnik is the same. Oh, this is the person. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, so yeah. we're thinking of the same guy. Yeah, yeah, from Sonic. Okay, he's, he's got crazy long legs. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah he looks like an egg. Okay, <laughs> they, call him, they call him Eggman. Okay, a lot of people will yell at you because Eggman. he's Doctor Robotnik, and mm-hmm. the Eggman thing only caught on in later Sonic. Game. Whatever. Yes, we're talking about the same wow. person. Wow, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> accidentally came to the same thing. <laughs> two. That's two from the video game universe. Yep. Eggman, whatever. Um, <laughs> Mario, I think. Yeah, Mario, I think probably deserves a spot. Yeah. Two from the comic book universe. Um, one is uh, Tony Stark. He's got like the sideburn thing. Oh, good point. He has a mustache and a goatee. Yeah. Incredibly douchey. I was gonna yeah. say in the in the comics, does he have sort of the douchey like lineup version that yeah. he has in the movie too? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So I don't want him on the list. Just bears mentioning. Um. And uh, from comics that I think actually deserves consideration is Wolverine. Yeah. 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 I was thinking Hugh Jackman originally. I don't know. Because oh. you knew when they cast him, like, he's going to have the chops. Yeah, yeah, he had to. I want to note, uh, we're talking about my lame facial hair. I did grow out my facial hair uh, while I was studying abroad, so was not being seen by anybody who I cared about seeing me. And uh, at the end, I shaved in the Wolverine just for like five <laughs> minutes, and it was really fun. And I'm sure you did too. I bet you did. Yeah, I did all sorts of things. <laughs> um, speaking of, this is this is no one will know what we're talking about. Yeah, but it's some of the most impressive facial hair the three of us have ever seen. We went to school with yep. this guy, the coolest guy ever, named yep. Nick. And one time, he like he had a full beard, and he shaved. Uh, that's, like, that's, like, like basically, beardless Joe. Yeah. Beardless. <laughs> he basically shaved, like, lightning bolts. Yeah. Like, the side yeah, of his face yeah. that went down from his ears down to his jaw. That was amazing. And he wore it when he DJed our formal, like, yep. junior year. It was amazing. Is that when he played that song, uh, Chained to My Dangling, <laughs> and Father Bob said, Dingling! It was not that time, but that did occur. <laughs> that did happen. Our senior year. I wanted you to keep calm, but is there somebody in comics or uh, superhero world who has, like, flames in their beard? I feel like that's a thing, although I'm potentially making that up. Mm, I don't know. Okay. I'm sure that's happened. Okay. Much the way that people put flames on hot rods. <laughs> Can I add another honorable mention? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is your podcast today. That's right. James Harden. Oh, oh I had it, like, they, I didn't think about they call him beard. the beard. 
They like he's the he's that the beard. Is very true. Also, yeah. there are a lot of kids like kids who will wear that like when they go to the arena. You've opened up a bag. Yeah, because there's another person I'm thinking of uh, now who has, to, who has to be on the list. Probably fingers, Goose Gossage, Dennis Eckersley, all these amazing baseball mustaches. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he didn't just say is Rod Beck. Yeah, him too. I fucking love Rod Beck. <laughs> Maybe, oh, we'll just have to... Okay, I'm uh, allowing us rule, rule change. You can put, we're putting reliever mustache, <laughs> um, because that has like to be a thing. rule, for those of you who don't follow baseball, yeah. or didn't back then, we didn't either, we yeah. were not alive. There was like a rule, if you wanted to be a good reliever in like the 80s, or even earlier than that yeah. too, like you would have 70s, to, 80s. you would have to have a baller, baller mustache. And now I don't want to accuse anybody of any wrongdoing, so let me just say broadly speaking, let's just imagine you were a 70s uh, reliever and um, doing copious amounts of amphetamines <laughs> you got on the mound. A mustache might be a really good place to store a little bit of extra amphetamines <laughs> that you could kind of snort as you were pitching. Just imagining, I'm sure nobody on this list who we've mentioned would ever do that, but that would be a good use for that mustache. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. I have a few more. Yeah. Because will bear with me. One person that is actually a real person. Yeah. I did not know this. Um, and there, we don't know much about him. One thing we do know about him. His beard was red. Of course, I'm talking about red beard. Yeah. The famous pirate. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh, Barbarossa. <laughs> right, exactly. We don't know... Johnny Depp. Oh, just talking about pirates, just in general. Yeah, oh, that's a just, good point. There's just so many. There's just so many we, out there. We're gonna allow pirates if that's what we decide. We don't. We don't know. We don't know really what Redbeard looked like at all. Yeah. We do know that he existed and had a red beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, beard but I think too. it just bears mentioning that, that like named literally, beard. yeah, his name, it's his whole identity. It's his whole. It's black all beard. beard. That's a good point yeah, because because I think that there's other pirates who are named like. The incorrigible. Yeah. The scourge. <laughs> like the, Clooney the scourge. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Did you just reference Redball? I did just reference Redball. Keep going. But I think that there's a lot of them who are named for the horrific deeds, like the burner, <laughs> the arson, and then it's <laughs> the Red Beard. Yeah, like, he's yeah, like, yeah. Peg Lang. Like, there's a lot of things they've done wrong that they're called, but this was just that. And he did a lot of awful things. Right, and, and yeah. exactly, yeah, and the beard like, is more notable than yeah, the misdeeds. Like, it's not like he was a wuss, and they're like, well, I don't know, we can't yeah. like, call him the barbarian, we'll just call him, like, Red Beard. Yeah. He did all these awful things and was still called Red Beard. Absolutely. Just, I, I don't know, maybe we do, like, a, a group uh, pirate one. <laughs> I think we might need to do a couple group ones. <laughs> um, I still have a few more. Yeah, keep, keep <laughs> coming. <laughs> Well, well, you you brought it to mind when you said "fool of a took," but Gandalf. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was like, Gandalf, oh my god. I think and I think Gandalf should gray. actually be on this list. Yeah. He's what about Saruman then? Does that kind of go the same? With no. His is a wispy. Screw him. Wispy beard. All right. This brings me to my last, well, not my last <laughs> one, my last serious one. Um, I was thinking about that, like the stereotypical villain facial hair. Yeah. And when I say Jafar. What do you think? Uh, wow. Yeah, the hat the, and the mustache. mustache. And the staff, too. Well, not the mustache. He's just... He's got the thing. He yeah. does... So he does have a mustache. It's like a really, really yeah. thin... The pencil-thin upper lip mustache. Yep. But he's got the long, thin goatee that he routinely twirls about his fingers. That yes. is very true. Like, maniacally, yes. right? Yeah, like, he's, like, like, contemplating. Yeah. And you'll yeah. see when people do that, like, when they're mm-hmm. shaving and they're like, look what I've got it. And people are like, oh, it's the Jafar. Like, he is the owner of that style of goatee. 
That's a great point. Then on goatee is Ken Watanabe's goatee as Ra's al Ghul. Oh, God. <laughs> this list is, uh, this is gonna be a little scary. Hard. Uh, Ra's al Ghul does have a, or, or, uh, as he's properly known, Raish al Ghul. Um, for those of you who read the comics or watch Batman the animated series, Raish al Ghul has a hell of, hell of some facial hair. Kyle, what else you got? <laughs> the last thing I have written down here, I can't associate it with like a particular person that rocked it very well. But the very, very famous Fu Manchu mustache? Could be Fu Manchu. Because I think there's a person named Fu Manchu, is there not? Well, I sure feel silly. I didn't know that. No, no, I, 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 I might be making Mr. That. Miyagi? Is that what you're going at? Sure. I think a lot. Like, yeah, it's, it's Oh, a, it's, you're just going about the Fu Manchu. When you say, when I, when I say Fu Manchu mustache, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, if you put that on a silhouette, you know, oh, that's the Fu Manchu. That's very true. If you took any class uh, about history and it talked about, like, the Chinese technocrat class, there was a picture of some guy with a Fu Manchu reading a scroll, and it was in every history book that you've ever read. Right. That's a good point. It, it's, it's an honorable mention, because, like, no one... I don't know. I hope I'm not alone and that people maybe don't know that Fu Manchu is an actual person. No, no, I might have made that up. I think Fu Manchu is a person. Alex is shaking his head. I don't know. I don't know. It's possible. Kyle, I'm going to talk for a while. Why don't you look it up while I start talking? Stop! Alright, I've got a couple here. Um, so I love this athlete sort of thread we're going with. It's going to be tough to incorporate it. Joe Thornton has the most epic beard of anybody I've ever seen. Now, it is, he grew it out for something like two years, and it just, it grew to proportions that are unimaginable. Somewhat like Brian Wilson, another reliever with a hell of a beard. He's such a, such a douche that he doesn't deserve to be on this. Um, I like, uh, Groundskeeper Willie ah! is one who has, who has some <laughs> terrific facial hair. That's a good one. You brought him up in the redhead pod too. You just really love Groundskeeper Willie. I <laughs> love Groundskeeper Willie. Um, I think one that deserves a little bit of consideration here is, uh, Euron Greyjoy. Ooh. Um, I like chops. Yeah, so Euron, his, I'm more into his style as like that weird pirate in, in that type of like universe. That's true. I don't really remember, I, he does have facial hair, but I don't remember him having facial hair. Although now that I think about it, when I said Euron Greyjoy, I didn't mean Euron Greyjoy. Euron Greyjoy does have great facial hair. I'm not thinking of him. I'm thinking of, um, the guy who, uh, who Daenerys, uh, shacks up with the mercenary. Dario oh, Harris, because in the, in the novels, oh. he dyes his hair blue and different colors, and I think he organizes it into a trident at one point. Yeah, he's got like a trident beard. Thing. Yeah. That's Super weird. Crazy. Yeah, it's kind of kooky. Um. I thought about that one. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, I think. Because in the show, they don't show it. Correct. Uh, another great athlete one, uh, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah. He had, his is, it's just too bad he's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know. Yeah. There's really yeah, only two tragic, things man. that he's known for. One is the beard, and the other is, as they mention, every time he touches a football, he attended Harvard, and they tell you every time, and it's really annoying. Uh, those are really the only things he's known for. Um, but one other person from sports who I think really merits consideration, maybe above all the other sports figures, is Mike Ditka. Oh, oh, yeah. Because Mike Ditka is so iconic, they put a mustache on babies. Yeah. And it's known. Now, maybe violating my own rule, there's a couple things that he's really known for. One is the mustache, one is the eye glasses, you know, the big sunglasses, and the other is 
the sweater vest. And being and kicking and screaming. Also yeah. being and kicking and screaming and terrorizing poor Phil. Nobody's smoking! Nobody's smoking! <laughs> um, but Mike Dick, I think, I think deserves to be on the fringes of this. Yeah. Um, last one I want to mention is I do think, as Alex mentioned before, Ulysses S. Grant. I think he, he really should be at least in consideration. Okay. Um, i done with my research. Is Fu Manchu a person? Fu Manchu is not a real person. Fu oh. Manchu is a fictional creation. He was, they don't even specify which novels, but he's in a series of novels by British author Sax Romer. He's been portrayed many, many, many times in film, most recently by Nick Cage, Peter Sellers, and Christopher Lee. All those people are white. Yeah. Oh boy, jeez. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, and then, <laughs> so, the Wikipedia, gender, male, occupation, scientist, supervillain. So, Wait a second. So Fu Manchu is a fake person, but he's obviously not what the facial hair is named after, right? Uh, I mean, look at the picture. He's rocking the Fu Manchu. I'm very confused about the origins of the Fu Manchu style. It seems like, because he, he was uh, first originated in, like, the, it looks like the 30s. So, like, that could, I guess, possible. conceivably be where the name of it comes from. Yeah. Let's just suffice it to say that it's a popular mustache that will probably just leave as an honorable mention. All right, so we've mentioned uh, quite a few. Um, let's let's run through the list one more time so we can think about what's vulnerable, then maybe plug some stuff in. Before we do that, let's just go through our honorable mentions and like legitimately talk about which ones we're actually going to stump for. Okay, which ones we're just kind of there. Yeah, to just talk enjoying. About. Okay, so we got Mario. Yes. I think that's one that should legitimately be Danny Trejo for. probably would be another one. Or? Yeah. So, all right, let's so Danny Trejo and Mario are probably pretty legit. Um I think Wolverine yeah. is probably somebody who should be on this list. Gandalf. Uh, Gandalf. Gandalf I think can work as an avatar for like wizards. Wizard beard. Because the wizard beard is a pretty well-known trope and Gandalf is probably the highest expression of that trope. Not Radagast. I do like Radicast's wow. beard. Uh, that, that's a good one. Um, I love Jafar. That's kind of like a wizard. Jafar is great. I don't know. It's a crowded list. It, I think if, Some things are going to need to get I, cut. I think if we were doing a list of fictional facial hair, he's yeah. for sure on it. But since we'll see how it goes. I actually think that he should be in serious contention, but I can see why he might be near the bottom of the Okay. Um, in terms of the world of athletes, we have James Harden. Yeah, that's gotta make it. We have, uh, baseball relievers, uh, with maybe like Goose Gossage as the, the example. Uh, we have Mike Ditka and we've got Joe Thornton sort of representing the hockey player playoff beard. I do love the, um, the entity of the playoff beard. Yeah, because other sports have adopted it after hockey. It's a hockey thing. Yeah. Though. And hockey players can actually grow beards. That's so true. Baseball guys try to do it. They're mixed results. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, we, did we mention Gimli? We did not mention We didn't Gimli. mention Gimli. Should um, we mention Gimli? Gimli's got a beard, but like it's not a special beard because he's a dwarf. He yeah. Needs to have Even beard, the female dwarves have beards. That's, Just that's ask true. him. That's true. I just, I just like when he says, not the beard, when he gets grabbed by the beard. That is true. <laughs> it's very silly. I love Gimli's beard. I do love Gimli's beard. But he, he doesn't quite have the cultural impact. Like, I think Lord of the Rings could have happened without Gimli. As heretical as that sounds to say, it couldn't have happened without somebody like Gandalf. That's true. Um, 
Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, another one, I think, from the fictional world that I think probably should be really considered is Hercule Poirot. I mean, that's, that's like his most notable thing. And he the is, problem? and he is probably the second most famous fictional detective of all time behind Sherlock Holmes. I know you're giving me a look here, but Poirot has sold, Agatha Christie has sold more books, if I'm not mistaken, than anybody but the Bible and Shakespeare. And he's her main protagonist. I'm not disputing the financial success of her books. Mm-hmm. I'm disputing his people's awareness of him as a character. Because like even I just feel like I just feel like most people. Eh, this is telling of. I do run in a very specific circle. <laughs> yeah, I would say um, this, it's telling of our age. I think you know in our 20s, and people younger than us, like, a lot of people don't know who he is, like, people older than us probably would, maybe. Um, I don't know. I, don't get me wrong. I love it. I love the stash. Is. I love the character. I love the books. I love everything about it. Not as much as you do, but I love it. I think on a list this stacked, I think we should seriously consider him. I just wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being towards the bottom. Not because the mustache isn't identifiable, it's just that we don't know who to identify it. Per se. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? I agree. It hurts. I, it hurts. I, I, I also don't know this guy at all, so <laughs> I have a... You're also wearing avocado socks, so... <laughs> yeah, I'm out of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how representative uh, I want... Maybe you are representative. I don't know how representative I want you to be <laughs> of the future of humanity. Um, yeah, this is pro- this is killing me to say it, but this is... I think probably a lot of those copies of those novels were sold when they were published. I would tend to agree. All right, shut up. Let's move on. Um, also, I can't believe that you said that Hercule Poirot is probably the second most well-known detective of all time. Who would be number two? Batman. <laughs> he's the world's greatest detective, but he's not as well-known as a detective. Uh, as a, correct. As, as a detective. Like, as, as a like character. A, as, this is definitely, definitely, definitely this, an yeah. argument for another podcast. Yeah, I Let's think, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, this was always going to be turned into a podcast, so yes, greatest fictional detectives, put that on hold. Um, <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, so so I'll just run you through the couple ones that we've talked about. So I think that uh, Danny Trejo, Mario, Wolverine, Gandalf are probably the ones that we're looking at here. Yeah. Were there um, any other ones that you think really needed to be considered? I think, you should have a, I think you need to have some sports representation. I think we should call it the reliever mustaches because they're so unique. The tradition you is th- greater in you hockey. You think that one's better than uh, the Ditka? The Ditkas or Harden's? Harden, Harden's no. too new. I love Harden's beard, but yeah. it's a little too new. He's only been amazing for two or three years. Yeah. That's true. There's and no like, timelessness. Yeah, he that. didn't have the beard. Bef- I don't believe he had much of a beard with the Thunder. I think he had a little bit. He okay. had a beard, but it wasn't. But it what wasn't it is what it is now, now. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's right. I, again, maybe in t- maybe in twenty years we can revisit this, but like, um, it's hard to it's hard to assign greatness to facial hair before the the person we're talking about has finished what they're doing. So keep going, James Harden. We yeah. want your beard to be. A very I famous. really want it to be. It's a great one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that those are the couple, and then and then reliever beards. I really like the the reliever mustache um let's talk about our current list and where we think there's opportunity to to slot some in here so we've got eddie murphy jeff bridges tom Selleck, burt reynolds teddy roosevelt mr t yosemite sam nick offerman charlie chaplin and sam elliott 
a couple right off the bat that I think feel vulnerable. I think Burt Reynolds. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think he feels vulnerable. Mr. T, we've already talked about. I think he should just come off the list because it's. I think it's the hair that really does it for him. Bridges. And I think, unfortunately, Jeff Bridges requires a little too much finagling. I yeah. freaking love Jeff Bridges, but... He's got one of the best voices of all time. Yeah. Oh, still yeah. can't take that away from Jeff. So we're dropping three there. I, th- I think, right? Yeah. Are we yeah. in agreement there? Is there any other one that, that feels a little vulnerable there? Um, no, those guys are all... If there, if there had to be... Clad. If there had to be a next one, I would say Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it makes sense because you put him lowest on your list. That's um, true. I would say <laughs> what we have left that makes the most sense too. However, however, I do think it's important that we remember Eddie Murphy... While we are going in first degree for Eddie Murphy, he stands for a generation of fantastic, thin sort of upper lip mustaches of like the 80s and 90s. This was a big thing. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you think about Big Willie Smith had a great upper lip stash that he had for a long time. Uh, a man who runs very retro on a show currently on New Girl, Winnie the Bish. Winston Bishop has that uh, same mustache sort of yeah. throwback. Michael Jordan had this for a while. Yeah. So I, while we're not using Eddie Murphy as a proxy for other mustaches, he is a great mustache and represents a really great time in the world of mustaches. Okay. The cultural significance of that mustache is, is strong. It's pretty yeah. great. I, I love that I wasn't that even stash. thinking. That's weird. I didn't think, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. A lot mm. of people who, who rocked that sash around that time or do now in homage. Mm. I don't know. I get a tough time pulling Eddie Murphy. Right. Keep, I don't think he deserves keep, to be near the top, but, but his is pretty great. I yeah. tend to agree with that. Um, who do we have at number one right now? Sam Elliott. I think he needs to move down. I don't think he's number one mustache. In all no, time. I. Uh, this one's also going to hurt me to say because I love the character, love the guy. I don't know that Nick Offerman should be this high on the list. I love Nick Offerman. I, I Ronald Swanson is great, but he suffers from a little bit. What we said, he's Recency. fairly new. Um, and I think as great as the mustache is, the thing that really is memorable about Ron is. Like his his pearls of wisdom and his attitude towards the world, which could theoretically exist without the mustache, and did the episode after <laughs> uh, Tammy Swans and Tammy Two rubbed it off via friction. <laughs> Tammy One also makes him shave makes him shave, and then he comes in and and is like whistling and snapping his fingers and wearing like a teal shirt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he gives everybody twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's, uh, I think him and James Harden, let's talk, let's talk in 20 years. Yeah. About those two guys. Um, all right. Let's, shoot, this is going to be difficult. Yeah. Um, I think, so who, let's, maybe let's work from the top down. That seems like a better strategy for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Who's number one? Is it Chaplin at number two sliding up? Yeah. Yeah. I think Chaplin's number one. Who do we have at three? We had Nick Offerman, but I think he's off the list. Okay. Um, then Yosemite Sam. I, I think Yosemite Sam feels like kind of a middle, a more middling person. I agree. I would. I want to put Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Very Teddy high. Roosevelt's number two. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Um. And then we've got Reynolds, who's coming off, and then Tom Selleck, then I Jeff think, Bridges, then Eddie Murphy. I agree. Your body. Tom Selleck's a top fiver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I think let's let's call him a top fiver. Let's not pick him a spot just yet, but I agree he's a top fiver. Yeah. Also, actually I'm just realizing, ooh, sorry to throw a monkey wrench this late. We're missing one mustache. Uh I think it's Don Johnson, Miami Vice. The Miami Vice mustache. I think that's Don Johnson is very, very famous. 
That's a very famous. We don't need thing. to throw it on, but I think if we do accidentally, somebody who's older listens to this, they're gonna be pretty pissed because the Miami Vice uh, handlebar is very famous. I'm hopeful that like the people that listen to this podcast won't get too mad about all of the obvious omissions that we're making for yeah. anything that happened before we were born. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, this yeah. Is a good candidate for one of those. Yeah. Um. So we've got Mario, Danny Trejo, Wolverine, Gandalf. And then reliever beards. I know who I feel like is a top fiver out of that group. I think Wolverine is a top fiver. What do you guys think, Kyle? You look like you disagree. Here's the thing. He are we ta- we're talking about the character in the movies or the comic book character? Both. I think that's that's all one because he's not always he doesn't always have a beard in the movies. That's true, but he's going incognito in the, in when X, he does that, right? No, X that's one and two though. When they establish the character, he has it. And then once you know it's oh it's Hugh Jackman, then they get rid of it. Or they yeah, yeah, he's they, when you they started, needed it to tell it. you who this was. Yeah, but that in the the adamantium claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. helped. Yeah, and the, <laughs> being a dick. I think. Um, here's the thing, though. By, by our silhouette test, it's kind of hard to tell that it's Logan if it doesn't have like the, the hair, hair and the claws, and the. the you know the white teeth. The, well, uh, or, or at least at least all right. That, you, not the minute. Not that it's hard. I think it's more difficult than Mario. He does. So he does go with along with the silhouette test, kind of following the other test we were saying, which is that he does have a few other very distinguishing features, which add up to him. So maybe he's not top five. Well, do you do you remember that guy we went to college with, Christian? Okay, uh, don't say the rest of the name, Christian. So forth. He had like he had hair very similar to Wolverine. And all I could think of, like, oh, yeah, he, yeah. like, he, he, he grew, like, sides too, like, kind of like that mun chop, like, half mun chop, and all I could think about was that he looked like Wolverine. And so, like, maybe, like, he didn't have a full on beard or mustache, but, like, we're counting the mun chops, right? Like, the side hair. Mm-hmm. That's pretty identifiable. If we put that on a mannequin, the first thing I'm thinking of is, uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Well, Wolverine on the list. Well, <clears throat> but top three? No, no, no. I'm saying, I'm putting, I'm just saying, I would have a hard time putting him above Mario. Because okay. I feel like Mario has... Yeah. And I think that Mario has wider um, notori- notoriety, but Appeal. like wider fame, fame yeah. than Wolverine. Okay. And that's something I think we should factor in. How do we feel about Mario at three? I feel pretty good about that. All right. Let's throw Mario in at number three. Um, so number four would would be Yosemite Sam, but I think we're kind of agreeing he should be lower, just a little bit, not crazy lower, but just a little bit lower. Six or seven is a really solid cartoon yeah. mustache. Potentially, just in terms of changing the style of beard up, I feel like Gandalf would be a pretty good fit. Um, also, somewhat standing in for other, you know, wizened wizards. Is Gandalf above or below Tom Selleck? Mm. Probably below. Probably below. Tom Selleck. I feel like Tom Selleck's too powerful. Like if they had a fight between Gandalf's beard and Tom Selleck's mustache, I'm pretty sure. Great Tom hypothetical. Selleck, Tom Selleck's mustache would just would just punch him, like kind of like how Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris, and Family Guy does it. And now I'm just saying it. Chuck Norris has facial hair, mm, hit, but that's not that's not his thing. Right, Let's yeah. go hypothetically. Let's just say Gandalf's beard and Tom Selleck's mustache are Pokemon. What is their best move? Go, Kyle. What's Tom Selleck's mustache's best move? Rock punch. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what about Gandalf's beard? Confusion. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, Kyle, shut up. Alex, those are perfect. It's confusion against rock, rock punch. punch. 
You're right. You're totally right. Alex, that was perfect. All right, so let's throw let's throw Selick in at number four. We can, we can both we can we can firmly establish that confusion does not work. No, it's not very effective on Tom Selick. It's not super right. effective. Yeah. No. Even though he's a he would be a fighting Pokemon, that would still. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, by that very scientific method, we have firmly established that Tom Selick's yeah. mustache is. Higher on this list than Gandalf. Yeah, Tom Selig's number four. Let's do Selig and Gandalf at four or five. Yeah, yeah. I, that feels right. Um, all right, so then I think, I feel like we're pretty good with, uh, I feel like Yosemite Sam slots in at six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Let's throw Yosemite Sam. Um, all right, so remaining, we have four slots remaining. We have seven, eight, nine, ten. Remaining on this list to be placed are Sam Elliott, Eddie Murphy, are the two that we're already on. And then ones that we're kind of thinking about, we've got to find a spot for Wolverine and Trejo. Danny Trejo. And since we've only got four spots left, I feel like the baseball reliever is falling off. Yes, with a very, very strong honorable mention. Of um, Goose Gossage, Raleigh Fingers, Rod Beck. We're huge baseball fans, so we're a little biased. Yeah. I saw Alex grimacing a little bit with that one. I think it's fair to leave it off. It was a movement, though. Worth noting. It was a cultural thing. Yeah. Moving on. All right, so we've got Danny Trejo has to get a spot. Wolverine's got to get a spot. Edward Murphy has to get a spot, as does uh, Sam Elliott. I, I kind of like Eddie Murphy at 10. I was just at uh, 10? Yeah. Oh, I was actually just going to say I like Eddie Murphy next at 7. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're talking about a very different style of facial hair. We're actually talking about a very era-specific style of facial hair, which I think is interesting. Because yeah. some of these are, are more eternal. This is a cool, like, this was a niche. This was a time. Yeah, I think that adds to the argument for sure. I'm still a big fan of just Sam Elliott's mustache as being the only identifiable identifiable feature of him, not even knowing his name. Like, you yeah. didn't know his name, but you knew his mustache. I still think that, that has to count for a lot, but that's just my own personal take. I think, let's, let's table that for a second. I think we can all agree Danny Trejo's on this list. He feels like a 10 to me. Yeah. I kind of forgot about Danny Trejo. I think he goes below Let, Let's throw 10. Danny Trejo at number 10, and then let's work a little bit backwards. So we've got Eddie Murphy, we have Wolverine, and we have got um, somebody else. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, Wolverine, Eddie Murphy. Who's next? Who's number 7? For me, it's probably Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, because Sam Elliott, people not knowing the name hurts him. And, like, his mustache is incredibly distinct in the, in, he's been in a lot, of, a lot. He's lot been of in more than you think. If you a pulled lot. him in IMDb, he's probably in the 90s for credits. Um, <laughs> but Wolverine's been in probably more. That's probably true, too. Uh. Hugh Jackman or Wolverine? No, no Wolverine. Wolverine. I really like Wolverine's mustache. Or, not, sorry. Uh. Chop, about, chops. I was thinking about Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can be convinced either way, but if you asked me, I would put I would put Wolverine. I think I would go I think I would go Wolverine, and then mm, Elliot, and then Murphy. I think like the cowboy mustache trumps the like the comic. Mustache. I think Alex and I are disagreeing with you on this one. I think we like Murphy a little better, but let's yeah. go Wolverine, Murphy, Elliot. How do we feel about that, guys? That feels like that, an acceptable. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I think that's good. All right, let's go Wolverine, Murphy, Elliot, and boys. You know what I think we've got. Sounds like a pretty full list. I think we got a list. Alright, we ready? Yeah, we're yeah. off. Alright, we go 1 to 10 or 10 to 1? I don't remember. Let's go 10 to 1. Let's go 10 to 1. Number 10, Danny Trejo. 
Number nine, the immortal and relatively unknown, Sam Elliott. <laughs> Number eight. Uh, 33% of people don't know it in this room. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Number eight, Edward R. Murphy. Uh, number seven, Wolverine. Number six, <laughs> Yosemite Sam. Number five, Gandalf. Number four, Tom Selleck. Makes Rock punching some Tom Selleck. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that just really makes me smile. Number three, Mario. Number two, the Rough Rider himself, Theodore Roosevelt. And number one, the greatest, most memorable, whatever term we're using, facial hair of all time, Charlie Chaplin. Way to go, boys. That was a good one. Alex, yeah. great work. Really great work. Thanks. <laughs> Alrighty, friends. That was our top 10 for this week. But now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at Top10KM. That's all spelled out, Top10KM. Our email, Top10KM, spelled the same way, at gmail.com. Or our site, top10km.podbean.com all forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes please don't send us any of those if you like the pod be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never have to miss an episode of top 10 ever again if you didn't like it please tell us why we'll try to make the show better our theme music was composed by kevin mcleod and our artwork was created by aaron sant you can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons, we'll see you next.